Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy,、uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here. In Italy today, as usual, and、uh, doing another update. This is the first one of the year 2019, 2019. And、um, on my way out the door in a few minutes, back out to evangelize. Had a good meeting this morning, out to evangelize on the streets, distributing from house to house、uh, flyers, engaging people、uh, in any and every way possible. And、uh, excited because the Lord is opening doors for us in an extravagant way this, this season. Had a number of occasions to,、uh, to witness, to testify, to lead people to the Lord. And、uh, now waiting to see how. Uh, their hearts are moved and how they respond to the gospel. But good things going on, and we're always excited by that. Just listen to the intro of this podcast, and I realized、uh, it's been actually a few years. Same old intro, nothing has changed. It's great. It's Jerry V playing an Italian worship song in the background, just basic, all it needs to be. But kind of getting tired of hearing the same thing, so maybe in the, this first quarter we'll have a chance we can actually do update that intro, do something a little different, keep things exciting, you know, do something different.、Uh, anyway, today is、uh, just a short moment here to share an update that we sent out by email. And、uh, this one is titled Italy Culture Moment The Good Witch. Uh, so that's always interesting.、Uh, as we kick off the year in this first quarter, we're also planning to get back and、uh, do some recordings for some other questions and answers、uh, that have come in, or questions that have come in that we want to give answer to.、Uh, so we're excited about that, going to do that. And a number of other little、um, biblical exhortations and things、uh, related to evangelism that we also want to share.、Uh, because,、uh, as I'll mention, perhaps even in this update today, there are, there are some interesting beliefs out there and practices、uh, regarding evangelism.、Uh, so we'll see if we can talk about that in a moment. Uh, but hope to do some more、uh, different recordings as, as the year progresses here、uh, in the new year. Just things that are、uh, encouraging and exhorting for our, our partners and those who are involved in this ministry here in Italy from back in the States.、Uh, so, 2018 was a great year. We thank the Lord for that. We thank all of you guys who listen and pray and participate by giving and, and all that,、uh, making it possible for us to reach more souls here in Italy. Italy is the Wild West of missions. Unbelievable stuff going on here.、Uh, yet, at the same time, it's very、uh, just. Barren, nothing happening in a certain sense.、Uh, you'd be surprised as you go around and you talk to different missionaries, you talk to、uh, different mission groups, all kinds of different things. Everybody's excited, everybody's doing all kinds of stuff, but at the same time, you, you see very little movement.、Uh, it's not like people are jumping over the fence trying to find Jesus.、Uh, they're lost, they're dead in their sins.、Uh, the people,、uh, they've been taught badly, so they're indifferent and, and scared of the things of God to talk about it because they've been spiritually abused, so to speak.、Uh, 99% of the population literally unreached with the gospel message. Don't even know what it is. And a、uh, very, very tragic situation. And the missionaries who come, unfortunately, are leaving within four years. They're out of here already, 90% of them. They don't stick around because、uh, they don't see the kind of results they want, or it's just hard, it's complex, it's, it can be depressing at times, it's hard.、Uh, but you need perseverance, and you just have to keep pressing on. And, and I tell this to myself as well, and Jerry V encourages my heart all the time keep at it, let's keep going, we can't give up. When we're about to give up and say, what's, what's the point? All of a sudden, God opens the door, moves the hearts of people. The hearts really are in His hands, and according to His timing, they get saved.、Uh, yeah, looking at our, during our Bible study last Sunday, looking at Acts and, and chapter 22, Paul's sharing his testimony. And again, it's just astonishing that Paul the Apostle、uh, is sharing his story, how he got saved, and how he was a witness when Stephen, I think it was Stephen, he was martyred, and he was there watching the jackets and things of those who were stoning him to death. And、uh, in our understanding, as, as, you know, as humans, as people, we think, Why did God not save Paul then in that moment when he heard the preaching of the gospel through Stephen? Why did he wait? Instead, he let Stephen die. He permitted Stephen to die. It was according to God's sovereign, perfect plan. Let Stephen die now. Paul's not believing yet. 
but I have a plan for Paul. I am going to save him, just not now, at a different time. Uh, and then Paul's sharing his testimony, and all of a sudden he mentions that he's called to go to the Gentiles. The people get angry and hostile and are trying to kill him. And uh, But we don't know whatever happened. Most did not believe that they actually wanted to kill him. But likely, a couple in that crowd did later on get saved according to the will of God, according to God's timing, and so on. There is a time. And uh, often we're tempted here in Italy to give up, abandon, and, and we need to persevere, press on. And in just a moment later, we see, ah, Finally, that moment has come for someone. They're saved and they come in and become part of the church body. Uh, but perseverance is necessary. And it's uh, in the flesh, it's impossible. Only the Spirit of the Lord can carry us on in the work here in Italy. So thank you for being a part of that 2018. We're very excited for 2019. All kinds of great possibilities. Un- uh, you know, uh, So many lost people to be reached. We can't do it ourselves, but we have confidence. We have faith. We're praying fervently, trusting the Lord has other missionaries he wants to send our way. Uh, different churches to get involved and come send groups and help out and make an impact here in this city called Mestre, which in 2019 still has very, very little of an evangelical presence. And what is here, unfortunately, has uh, some strange beliefs, uh, and which we'll talk about in a moment, if I can, about some evangelism things in one episode that reminded me of the importance of how to understand what evangelism is and what it's not. Um, so we'll see if I can get into that. Let me take a sip here of my Herba Mate, which uh, I learned from my Argentina friends, very good uh, tea from South America. Uh, and then we'll jump into this new update uh, from the 7th of January. Let me click on it in the meantime. <clears throat> very good. Opening it up here on the on the web browser, it says Culture Moment, The Good Witch. We got pictures in the background of a bunch of different Santa Claus people uh, dressed like Santa, riding gondolas and boats in Venice, special occasion during the holidays, just letting you guys see, if you see the update, a little bit of the uh, experience uh, with things here in Italy during the holiday seasons. Which actually, this uh, this is the main thing that we talk about in this update. A culture moment, uh, the holiday season, one particular holiday, which is found on January 6th here in Italy. And this one's called Epiphany. Um, some, of, some of us may know something about it. Uh, uh, others probably not. But in Italy, it is an actual holiday. Everybody's closed. Basically, from right before Christmas, all the schools close. Everybody gets off work. And they're off work through the holidays, uh, after New Year, and then all the way up till the 7th, the day after this holiday, then people go back to work, schools open up again, and things get back to normal. Uh, but what is the story behind this? Uh, honestly, it's been very confusing, hard for me to understand. Although I have seen in the past where they they gather all the the, the sticks and, and lumber and, and from the vineyards, pile it all up. In every little town, every little village, they, they make these big mounds of uh, of debris, you know, tree, tree debris and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, what do they do? Then they eventually... Uh, light it on fire but first they stick some kind of witch on the top of it light that on fire let it burn everybody stays warm <clears throat> then you're drinking uh, this special wine they call wine that they make called vin brule everybody's drinking that having a good time they play music and burn stuff uh, looks pretty pagan I think it kind of is uh, the priest comes out at some point at the beginning sprinkles everything and then uh, from there, they carry on their evening, just partying and having a good time. But it is normal practice, at least here in the north part of Italy, and that's what they do, and that's how it works, uh, as far as I can understand. Uh, what I don't understand is uh, why? Why do they? Why do they burn it? Even if the story is true, and there was this lady who followed uh, after the wise men couldn't find them, and ended up giving her kids to or her gifts to other kids and things of that nature. Uh, where did they ever get the tradition of taking this good witch or old lady, whatever they want to call it, and actually? burning her what's the point why i have no idea so uh, a little homework assignment if you listen to this and you're curious uh, there is a link on the email update that we sent out uh, which you can find on the practicalmissions.org website 
and uh, read that link or check it out. See if you can find more details. Shoot it back to us. Let us know. We'd love to know more of the culture behind that, why they actually have to burn the witch and all that. It sounds very demonic and stupid. Uh, but in any case, that's what they do. It's a tradition. But Italy is plagued with many traditions that people follow, and they have no idea why. So uh, you may not be able to find a good answer to that question at the same time. I've been here since 2007 and uh, heard a couple different things, but no one ever gave me a real answer. They just practice it and don't know why. Similar to why they all practice Christmas, but don't really believe in an actual birth of Jesus Christ and who he is and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's very, very interesting. A very fascinating uh, culture moment that we just wanted to share with you, and, and that's what it's about. Uh, but as we say here in the update, crazy stuff, absolutely, but it's only normal when you're in the spiritual jungle of Italy. really is a wild place, crazy belief systems going on here, all kinds of crazy uh, things being preached and taught. Uh, we got extreme... Uh, two extreme camps, basically, that we have to deal with when we evangelize here. We got the the atheism and those who believe in evolution and these kinds of things, uh, uh, relativism, and, and there is no absolute truths, all this kind of nonsense that they're being taught in school today, uh, which creates total confusion, uh, does not lead to any salvation at all in the Lord Jesus Christ, leaves them away from Jesus Christ, makes them think all the Bible is just a fairy tale and all that crazy stuff. That's one extreme we have to deal with when we evangelize. The other extreme is the other end, which is the very faithful and devout Roman Catholics, who are bound to the religion and to the tradition, don't want to leave it, can't leave it even if they want to, but they don't even know why or what they believe. And so they're very confused and they don't know of salvation. Uh, they don't know that the gospel is not a book, but it's a message. Uh, they don't know how to be saved and so on. And it's, it's a jungle here. And then on top of that, you have folks like the, the, the guy I met with the other day from a different country, but he's living in Italy. He wanted to learn how to be a better evangelist. And uh, so he was uh, in the area here and he was uh, led to talk with me. And I gladly went to meet with him. And the first thing I asked him is, uh, hey, and we call him Mr. Heal Not. But I said, hey, what do I have to do to be saved? Yeah, I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. What do I have to do? And he says to me right away, uh, well, you got to read the Bible. It's important that you read the Bible. Okay, good. i got to read the Bible. Good, good. And then I would tell you, you have to come to church with me. He tried for a few minutes trying to tell me how I need to be saved. And all he could tell me was, read the Bible and go with him to church. And God is good. Merciful. And that's all he couldn't really tell me how to be saved. So I changed it up a little bit. And I said, listen, we're walking across the street. I get hit by a car. My back is broken. Blood is pouring out of my mouth. You're next to me, and I'm about to die. i got maybe three minutes. What do I need to do to be saved? I ask you, what will you tell me? And he starts pondering, hmm, I don't know. That's a good question. What? What? Uh, I said, I don't, ha- I don't have time to go with you to church. I'm dying. I'll be dead in a few minutes. Okay, okay, come to church. you got to believe the Bible. you got to believe the Bible, and you got to go to church. Uh, and then uh, we're down. I said, listen, i got about uh, one minute and 30 seconds left, and I'm dead. I need to know. What do i got to do? And he stops and he says, oh, I'll heal you. I'll heal you and you will live. I said, okay, well, I don't really want to be healed. I just don't want to go to hell. I already know I'm dying. I'm bleeding from the mouth. My back is broken. It's over for me. But save me. How can I be saved? And he did not have a good answer to tell me. Uh, and that's the, the sad situation, and which reveals a lot to us. Uh, if you're an evangelist, you understand, well, that, that person believes he's saved by his own good works. Uh, so he's plagued, unfortunately, with self-righteousness. He thinks that he saved himself by doing good works, uh, these kinds of things, uh, or do, not doing certain things and, and so on. But the two key elements to evangelism are always uh, what the person needs to do. They need to repent of their sins. What does it mean to repent? You've got to turn from your sins, abandon your sins, confess them to God, uh, hate your sins, not want your sins. And, but the reason you need to repent is because you need to understand your, your sinful condition, uh, that you really are, have sinned against the Lord Jesus Christ. You've broken every and all of His commandments uh, day after day. You've broken those commandments for a lifetime. And you are not good by nature. Uh, the Bible says none are good. All have gone astray. Uh, not one is good, and, and no one seeks God, these kinds of things. You need to be a clear understanding of your situation, which is not good. And at the same time, your situation, why do you need to repent? Because God is a righteous judge. He's, he's 
His wrath is upon you. Uh, upon you, we read in in, in John chapter, uh, I believe it's four or five, uh, but we read all over the place. The, the wrath of God is upon, upon all those who have not repented and trusted in Jesus Christ. So the second part is yes, you repent, you turn from your sin, you hate your sin, you confess your sin to God, uh, because you know you've you've sinned against Him, you've broken all of His commandments numerous times. He's a righteous judge; He has to judge you. You're going to be condemned. You're going to go to hell. That's the consequence for all those who don't uh, repent and trust in Jesus Christ. The second part is that you have to trust in Jesus Christ, believe in Jesus Christ. And some would say just believe everybody, but the truth is everybody believes. All kinds of people believe in God. Uh, and the Bible teaches us even demons believe in God. Uh, it's not enough to simply believe. You have to trust also. You have to put your trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. So you got to understand a little bit who is Jesus Christ. He was God in the flesh. He wasn't just some created being or something like this. He was God himself who became man, took flesh upon him, and then lived a perfect life without sin and, and went on the cross in your place uh, to take the sin of the world. All those uh, who would believe in him, he took that sin upon him, and he took the wrath of God the Father at the same time upon himself. And... Uh, and satisfied the righteous wrath of God. Uh, so out of love for God the Father, he went on the cross. Out of love for his elect, he went on the cross and, and gave his body, gave his blood. And we have to trust in that finished work, what he has done for us. And then the Bible teaches when we do that, we're born again. We're uh, given a, a new nature, new desires to love, to seek after him, and so on. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. But two key elements are those, repenting and trusting. And this, this poor fellow, unfortunately, no one ever told him that. He didn't know. When he heard it, he was he was relieved. He was astonished. He thought that was great. And uh, just some of the confusion that uh, we have to deal with here uh, in Italy, on top of it, he was caught up in all this secondary stuff that has nothing to do with his salvation at all. Uh, these uh, uh, miraculous signs and things of his nature, ignoring the key element. And all the stuff, all the church he's been going to and, and Bible he's been reading, no one has ever told him about the key elements of salvation, that what it means and how he can actually know he's saved and so on. And so everything for him was just, uh, and this is a common uh, thing, which we'll talk about in another podcast probably, but the idea that many people come to Christ, a Christ that they have in their mind, uh, because if they do, the life will be better. And this was his situation. He came to Christ uh, because by coming to Christ, uh, and, it's, and it is true, when we obey the Bible, as he was telling me, I need to obey the Bible, when we obey the Bible and we, uh, we, we do what God says, life is better in a certain sense. Meaning when we are living in sin, uh, sins have consequences all the time and it may feel good for a moment but there's always consequences uh, that leave our lives disastrous and, and, and problems because sin leads ultimately to death and uh, so there is truth to believing the Bible and obeying the commands and life is better but that's not an ultimate truth that at the same time all those many have believed in Jesus Christ and yeah everyone I would say who's a disciple of Jesus Christ when they become saved they enter into a conflict that before they never had they may be saved maybe forgiven they have eternal life waiting for them in heaven they're going to be with the Lord but in the meantime now they're in a battle um, their, their flesh is trying to lead them astray the enemy is now a prime he's one of their primary targets he wants to take you out and you live in a fallen world that's constantly also trying to lead you astray uh, real real problems uh, but the, the truth is um that, that is not the gospel, though. That life will go better if you come to Jesus and so on. Uh, that's not true at all. Many have died simply because they did come to Jesus Christ. Many still today, because they have their faith in Jesus Christ, they have to hide. They lose their family members. Uh, they're, they're wanted, so to speak, and, and, and people are trying to take them out. Uh, the gospel message is, come to Jesus Christ to be forgiven, to be saved from your sins and from the wrath of God. And, uh, and you have eternal life. You are blessed beyond measure in that moment. You have all spiritual blessings in Christ. And uh, whether you live or whether you die now, it doesn't matter. You have everything in Christ. Nothing you are you are lacking, and uh, the best thing is if you when when you do die, that'll be the best thing that can happen because you'll finally be with the Lord. You'll see Him face to face. It's going to be wonderful. 
Uh, but in the meantime, if we're still here, primarily it is what this man wanted, which is to evangelize. It's to testify of the gospel of, of the grace of Jesus Christ. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be involved in evangelism. But some key elements are important. And unfortunately, this man uh, was not taught. But thank, thank God for the opportunity. He did get to hear what the gospel actually is. And he actually believed it and received it and was excited about it. So we're really excited to see that. And in a number of situations, we're also in a one of our neighbors' house during the holiday here, and they're all sitting down at the table just drilling me with questions about the gospel, about about God, about this, about that. I was able to expound, help them to see their reality. And I said, don't worry about uh, the questions like, why is there suffering? Why are these all these bad things happening on the news? Let's worry about the good of the goodness of God, which uh, you're still alive, even though you've sinned and broken all of His commandments. That's amazing. But you need to repent. You need to trust in Jesus Christ. And they give them some literature. They're pondering these things. Great two-hour conversation. We're praying for them. We're hoping to see them uh, repent and trust in Jesus Christ and, and become Christians uh, as well. Uh, a couple other situations going on at the moment, which is exciting. We're good. We're very expectant, hoping, praying the Lord to to save some more folks and bring them alongside of us here as uh, we continue the work in Mestre Venezia. Uh, but all that is simply... Uh, Part of our update, Culture Moment, the Good Witch. Weird, weird thing here, uh, but there are some photos if you want to see it. You look at our update, you see in Venice in particular, they have a unique thing where they get on their gondolas, their little boats with a row, rowing by hand, and they dress up like a witch and drive around and do a little boat race or something like that. Quite crazy, quite wild. We wanted to go see it in person, but we weren't able to get there with the baby. It's a little hard for us to go to Venice. Uh, but then there's also in Verona, we got a picture of, a, there was a bonfire, the, the witch on top that they lit on fire outside of the arena. Amazing little photo. Uh, hundreds of people gathered around, and, and this is a reality. This is a weird part of Italy we can't understand uh, but it's there and just wanted to share it with you guys so hope you find that interesting enjoy that but also take a moment to remember Italy's lost the people need salvation and, and to pray for the folks here pray for them to be delivered from that the weird traditions that keep them away from Jesus Christ as well as the the false beliefs that keep them away from Jesus Christ uh, we appreciate those prayers and we know God is answering them and opening doors and he is calling men and women and we believe families in this moment unto himself here in Italy so we're excited to see uh, things develop here in this new year I already mentioned the photo of the Santa Clauses rowing through Venice, another cultural moment there. just wanted to share. Very exciting, very wild. Uh, if you want to come see that sometime, that might be fun for you to do too. Uh, definitely make sure you visit us while you're here. Uh, but uh, missionary Q&A is still going on. Uh, as I mentioned briefly, I think at the beginning of this uh, update, we have uh, some more questions which we're going to be answering soon and put it, putting them available uh, on the website and the podcast. Uh, latest, uh, let's see, blog post. The latest one was... There was what's wrong with this picture was one uh, which you can go and see the uh, something in a picture of a giant picture of Mary, tiny picture of Jesus. Alarms going off here at the neighbor's house. Uh, Mary setting off or, or stepping, sorry, stepping on the, the head of the serpent. Uh, actually, is Jesus is the one who's supposed to be doing that and did do that, uh, but they have it a little bit twisted. Uh, you can check that out for yourself. See the picture. Friends of ours, missionaries in the north part of Udine, took that photo recently. Uh, astonishing. It's on the side of a building there. Amazing stuff. Uh, another podcast, that, or I mean, uh, blog that's worth checking out. Evangelism, discipleship. What's the difference? Uh, short blog uh, there about some folks that are. Uh, Good intention, doing good things, but at the same time still uh, lacking some basic important concepts regarding church planning. Uh, what is a disciple and what is not a disciple and what do we need to do regarding evangelism? Uh, you can check that out on the podcast or the, the blog, which is on the practicalmissions.org website. Uh, previous podcast episodes, you see them if you hear this podcast because they're available on the podcast thing. Uh, what we did not do yet and would be good to close with today is simply the uh, the exhortation from Matthew 4.19. I'll just read it and probably not comment because my comments are there. We don't want to get too, uh, go on too long with this. Uh, so we'll close with this. Uh, Matthew 4.19, it says this, And he, Jesus, said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Generally speaking, there is nothing noteworthy or 
honorable about being a fisher of men, a fisherman. Most kids, when they're little, they don't dream of becoming a fisherman when they grow up. Yet the Lord Jesus Christ, when he calls people unto himself for salvation, he calls them to be fishers of men. If you're a Christian, born of the Spirit, as evident by your heartfelt repentance and faith in Jesus Christ who died in your place, taking your sins and the Father's wrath towards you upon himself, then indeed you are uh, part of your identity in Christ is that of the fisherman. You're a fisherman. You are, in other words, an evangelist. Uh, one of the primary reasons you have been left on this earth is to be a witness. It's not just some unique gift for a select few. Uh, we're all called to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. We're all called to be fishermen. Our hearts should beat and yearn for the lost to see them come uh, to salvation. We are the instrument God has left here for this reason to let others know how they can be saved and why they need to be saved. So with that in mind, as we start 2019, be the best fisher of men that you can be. We all apply ourselves to learning countless things, but we encourage you uh, in 2019, make it a year in which you apply yourself, if you haven't already, to the study and the practice of leading others to Christ for salvation. Apply yourselves to obey God's command. It's a command for you to be a faithful witness. It's not just a suggestion or a possibility you can consider. It's actually a command. Go into all the world, proclaim the gospel, and so on. Uh, Be about that. Uh, be a faithful witness. It's extremely difficult and costly to be a fisherman, but simultaneously, it is one of the greatest joys a Christian has as he or she follows Christ. And I can testify to that. Uh, the greatest moments of my life are simply those moments when God opens my mouth to speak the gospel to those who need to hear it. Whether they believe or they don't, whatever the results are, which the results are always in the hands of the Lord, as we mentioned earlier, God did not save Paul when Stephen was being martyred. God had a different plan for Paul and he saved them a different day. But the, in any case, the preaching of that gospel, the letting the news be known to others, there's a joy like no other, really, in evangelism. Even though it costs us, even though it's hard, even though it's stressful, even though it's often, usually, we're rejected, it's a great, great joy to lay down at night knowing you spoke of your Savior by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God. You did your part today. God does the rest. And uh, to glory, all glory to be to God for that. So thanks for your personal love, prayer, support. Uh, thank you for your generous giving as we kick off this new year. And uh, we, w- we invite you to continue praying with us. And that we'll see a number of converts in this uh, near future here as we see uh, the Lord continue to build this church one soul at a time. And that's what we're about here at PMC. We are, we're a cohort and we exist for the single task of edifying new church bodies in Italy where they currently do not exist. God bless you guys. Till the next time. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.